There we go. That's the button I'm looking for. Mine is not the button you're looking for. <laughs> Mine muted my video when I started. Yay! Oh, yeah. So we're not doing that fans only thing today either. Huh? <laughs> well, people probably get a good kick out of it today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, get ourselves going here for today. It's like opposite day. <laughs> it's like opposite day, but I'll get to it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, everybody, that is correct. This is the podcast that sounds funny. This is the week of December nineteenth, two thousand twenty-three. Season 4, show 8, episode 163. Uh, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell the way we see it. I'm your host, Keith, and with me are... Uh, 60-year-old Terry. Woo. <laughs> and Jill. You, you'll be 60 for, the, for all year long, and, and then most of next year. Yeah, <laughs> if you put a 9 after the 1, that's the year I was born, 1963. Woo! 163, woo! <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if I actually caught that, but <laughs> I think your math may be off. But anyway, uh, hey, yeah, we are getting close to the end of the year. We just have next week, the day after Christmas, and then it'll be next year because it'll be yeah, one January more episode. To, January, the what? Second, Second or like that. Yeah. Number, number two. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Number two. Uh. Yeah. Uh, then uh, we'd like to get started with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? Who's crazy? How saw them? Uh, it could be uh, something happened lately, a funny family or life story, reading, watching, doing. I got a <laughs> couple of notes written down. To... Me too. Yep. And uh, I have more confusion. All right. Uh, and some public service announcement. <laughs> okay. I'll get my, my sound effect ready. Go ahead. <laughs> and it's opposite day, too. Typically, I am sitting here in a pair of shorts and my tennis shoes. And, and no pants. With no shirt on. But oh, okay. now I've got a shirt on and no pants. And Oh, it was embarrassing. Tennis shoes and socks because I apparently developed a some sort of yeast rash. infection. Rash? I don't know. Oh, always blushing and waltzing around. And so I went to urgent care yesterday and they gave me the correct medicine for it. But for the last week, I have tried everything. You know, I, I was I put uh, I had some triple antibiotic going when I put down in that a, area. A little bit of chafing in the nether region there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, ish. And and I was like, well, that didn't work. You know, I had we ran. Uh, my wife gave me some diaper rash medicine from our grandkids, and they're here. I put it on. Oh gosh, that stung yeah, a little bit. Diaper rash medicine's for landing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have a little one-year-old. And oh. so then uh, 
um, that didn't work real well. So I tried, you know, just petroleum jelly. Oh, that felt good, you know, all day long, you know. And then, uh, but I still had this rash, you know. And so then um, I, I used hand lotion, try to make it feel better. And, you know, I mean, every day I'd take a shower and wash and stuff. I was thinking, well, maybe it was the soap. I got a new soap at a Christmas party back uh, on the seventh or so and uh, so i was using a different soap or maybe it was something i ate and so i'm like what? so i like i got in my shaving bag and i said well here's a good size tube and i said i asked my wife and said is this what is this tube here is this hand lotion aftershave what is this and she said it says on the tube pain relieving gel and I'm like, okay. Uh, and, and I was thinking, is your denture uh, glue? You're going to glue your thighs together. <laughs> I'm like, I got it. I'm just going to have to try. That's my, she popped the lid open and squirted some in my hand. Danger. And I put it down there and started rubbing it around there. Warning. Then I got a whiff of it. I said, oh my God, that's been gay. And it's like, no, it's just, just, pain just as the pain hit. And, and yeah. was, no, it's just pain relieving jump. <laughs> <laughs> it was burning. It hurt so bad, and it hurt so bad. And I, I said, "Blow on it, blow." He's like, "I ain't blowing on it." He grabbed me a Tupperware lid. Said, "Here, fan yourself." And I'm fanning myself. Uh, ah, screaming and crying. Cold cream to neutralize and, that or something. He's like, "Now I go. I can't right now. It hurts too bad." It's like, ah. It's like, so. And, Don't and, and, and what it is is your wife's revenge all those times you're oh, mean to her and yell at her. <laughs> oh my goodness, what an idea! I'll show and, you. And, and, and then later, I did jump in the shower, you know, and, and everything. But ooh, at first, I couldn't do anything, it hurt so bad. Oh my god, it was like scream, scream. And, oh man, huh. I said, Take a sharpie and write been gay on that tube i don't care that it says pain relieving that's not pain relieving it's just like cramp relieving well it does relieve pain in muscles uh sort of entire achy muscles but not in that muscle <laughs> <laughs> sensitive skin does not go well other than gay no so I went to, I, I, my another friend sent me a text saying well there's some kind of really dangerous yeast infection that gets in you and kills you you better get to the hospital so i went to urgent care and yeah what, what did jill say about that there's no yeast it infection might, it might cause uterine, uterine cancerous cancer oh, yeah. so you gotta take care of your, your uterus, uterus. <laughs> you, you don't want to have yeah. cancer in that uterus that you got there <laughs> And so, and uh, so you know, you just gotta. I mean, it said, didn't say that, but like I said, I, normally I flip open the lid. Being blind, you flip open the lid and you take a sniff, see what it smells like. Well, this is hand lotion. Ooh, that smells pretty good. Ooh, that's hand lotion. Ooh, that smells terrible. Ooh, this suntan lotion smells good. It smells coconutty, you know. And I didn't take a whiff. You didn't <laughs> sniff it. And, and yeah, I sniff too late. <laughs> that could have saved me some pain, but the doctor gave me a big old steroid tablet, one pill, and she gave me two bottles of some kind of powder, you know, that prescription stuff, and uh, and you know, yeah, was, uh, I would you know, the powder would be good to keep things <laughs> dry. Medicated powder like Gold Bond would help. Anything Ooh. that's like anti-use, like Vagisil or even athletes, so, but but mm -hmm. rare athletes, but powder. 
make fun of it. I'm sitting, my wife gave me a big nightgown of hers, and I got on a woman's, well, it's tie-dyed, this one. It's a tie-dyed nightgown that goes down far enough to cover my stuff where I can sit around and I didn't have anything rubbing. You're being a hippie, tie-dyed. <laughs> or a hippie, a hippie toga. That's what it is. Hanging loose. Hanging loose. A toga or a boo-moo. <laughs> That's about all I got other than watching a bunch yeah, of Christmas. You know, Terry's going to get used to wearing that, that nightgown while he's recovering. So whenever he, he gets done, he'll just keep wearing it. He's like, yeah, I'm going trans. I'm cool. <laughs> he's RuPaul's friend. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's just like I'm, a long I'm the drag queen now. <laughs> a big tall shirt, you know. So, I mean, it goes yeah. down far enough to cover, but not quite down to your knees. It's like you know, it's a cool it's shirt. Your nightgowns are pretty cool. I mean, they used to have a, you know a night shirt, and it was oh, yeah. the yeah, you that know, was universal. Night. Guys wore them, and ladies wore them. My stepdaughter comes out and goes, "Mom, why does Perry have on one of your nightgowns?" And it's like, I told her, I said, "Have you ever watched Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory?" They have yeah. used to wear night shirts and night caps and nightgowns went all the way down to their ankles. You know, it's 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 hurts, but it's something that makes fun of afterwards. But man, it was not funny when it was going on. <laughs> I screamed like that guy on Home Alone, man. Oh, goodness. So, what do you got, Keith? You said you had a couple things. Well, um, I don't know if you guys get the uh, emails from the Amazon device that says what you can do. Ask your a lady this. Yeah, well, I do. This last email said uh, something to try. Ask her to play Christmas. Uh, ask her to play the Grinch Holiday podcast. Huh. And so I asked her to play the Grinch Holiday Podcast. And it was done by Seth Myers. And huh. it's, it's not a super long one, maybe about a half an hour. Uh, the one I listened to is episode nine. I don't know if he does it every day or once a week or what. I'm going to maybe guess every day. He'll probably just do it this month and then, and then lay off of it. But he does the voice of the Grinch and he interviews people. And the one I inter- listened to, it was Seth Myers as the Grinch interviewing Seth Myers about his family holiday traditions. And I have to say, it's a little bit confusing at times because he didn't always slip into full character back and forth. <laughs> He's talking to himself. <laughs> it was it was entertaining. It was funny. Um, of course, being the Grinch, it has that, uh, that anti- Christmas feel because he's like, you're not going to make me laugh. You're not going to make my heart grow three sizes. I'm not standing for it. And he he did a segment on there about uh, uh, conversational tips, icebreaker tips for the holidays. He listed off like three things, like three things and make sure no one ever talks to you again. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's, it's entertainment. It it is family friendly. It's, it's kid friendly. He doesn't get, you know, too adult risque or anything like that. So hmm. if, if you haven't checked it out, either ask your 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 Amazon device to play the Grinch Holiday Podcast, or you can probably find it on iTunes or wherever all your typical podcasts are found at. Huh. But that's, well, that's the main thing I have for the week of that. Well, mine is kind of different. Sunday when I went to church, they our Sunday school class had put together 
bags to give to people, you know, on, on your Christmas special. We did a cantata. Well, I didn't do it, but the choir did a cantata and they give out the little bags of presents or, you know, the orange and candy cane and hot chocolate and, mm-hmm. you know, to all the people that come that day. And so this guy says, well, since our class did that, I got these things to give to everybody in appreciation. And I didn't know what it was. And when I sat down, the lady across me said, there's something here in front of you. She goes, it's stolen. I said, it's stolen? Who stole it? <laughs> well, once again, words mean different things in different languages. And I guess a stolen is some kind of a German raisin cake or something. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was in a box, like a loaf pan box. And I was you have like, a loaf of stolen bread. Yes. Uh, when they told me it was stolen, I said, who stole it? I don't want something that's stolen. And they're like, no, that's what it's called. And I said, what is that? You know, I, this I bread was stolen from different the Christian things. church or whatever the name of your church is. Faith Baptist Church. But yeah, I was I wasn't sure what it was. It kind of tastes like a raisiny fruitcake. Doesn't have all the extra gummy candies or yeah. whatever's in well, fruitcake. But... Terry's our German language expert has stolen the German word for fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask Contact our device me. later. To navigate, press up or down. Yeah, right. yeah I didn't know what they were talking us. about. It was stolen and I didn't want something that somebody stole. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's already been pre pre uh, used cake. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still ate be... half of it. And give it to you. <laughs> yeah. It's like that friendship cake. You know, you share this the starter mixer. You just share the cake. Take a bite, pass it out. Take a bite. There you go. Out. The only other funny thing that happened is my little two year old granddaughter was here and she sang to us. We wish you a merry Christmas, <laughs> and she says we wish you a merry Christmas and happy New Year's. New ears. <laughs> what? Why? I need some new ears. What? You wish me a what? I assume being two years old, she doesn't understand the thing of years, but she knows what ears are. <laughs> because she's barely been around for more than one year. Right. She doesn't understand the second years. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Happy New Ears. <laughs> well, well. That's our two funny things this week. Well, anyway, I don't have an awful lot. I guess Terry's uh, recovering, enjoying wearing his dress and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren! Lauren, it's one of them! They found us! We should, we could do some, uh, get into our random topic. Listen to that guy, will you? And once again, being the Christmas uh, official podcast episode today, I have another uh, list of items. Um, this is from Fox News, where they interviewed people about what not to give to your uh, significant other for Christmas. Uh, America's New York told Fox News what to think are the worst presents to give to your significant other. Gifts range from socks, gift cards, weight loss books. <laughs> And insults. Uh, <laughs> now, of course, some, some Christmas presents are subjective. What one person hates, somebody else might love. You know, if you have uh, like Halloween candy, people always 
complain about candy corn, but I kind of like candy corn. Yeah. People complain about fruitcakes, but I kind of like fruitcakes. So one person's, you know, thing they despise is someone else's, you know, good gift or whatever. But here's... I'm just glad fruitcakes is only that one time a year at Christmas, because that's all I can handle. One or two pieces and I'm done. <laughs> um, they are kind of rich. They are kind of nutty and fruity and everything. Uh, now, back in the day, during sea rats in the military, you had a little can, and sometimes they would have a fruitcake in the can. You'd have, you'd have a fruitcake or a pancake or a maple nut cake or some kind of a flavored nutty cake hmm. uh, anyway uh, our list here I just want to zoom through this a little bit quickly uh, the first one something his mom picked out Brentley from <laughs> Arizona says that's a, you know uh, that, that doesn't sound so awful bad to me because sometimes you just don't know and maybe you, you should probably go to your mom or maybe if you're the boss go to the secretary and ask what to get for your wife or vice versa sometimes a little bit of advice wouldn't hurt but may, maybe this person's mom has known for having not having the best taste of gifts <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, we go uh, Ash is more worried about something his significant other may have picked, like a book to lose weight or something like that, or calling me chubby on the holiday. <laughs> so if you have a chubby girlfriend, don't tell her and don't get her the weight loss book. <laughs> now that one, I would agree, would be a bad gift to do. Yeah. Um, well, let me see. Oh, I'm um, not on my spot. Where am I? There we go. Oh, I know why. I didn't. Hit the wrong button. Okay. Uh, where was I? Number three. Gabby says she does not want a cop-out present, like a gift card, because it's very impersonal and has no meaning. Now, I know some kids who that's all they want is a gift card or cash, because they one size fits all. Whatever you want. But I would agree with her. It is a little bit impersonal, but some people like them, but this person doesn't. Yeah. Uh, number four, <laughs> Gary says the worst thing he can get is undergarments. And when I was a kid, I would agree with that, because if it wasn't a toy, it was a wasted gift. <laughs> long underwear, long underwear, regular underwear, blue jeans, a pullover, didn't matter. It was clothes. Not a toys, fan of it. toys, we no want toys. <laughs> the only reason I like it is because it came from Grandma. And it was a Grandma. <laughs> it's a Grandma but gift. I, yeah, it's a Grandma gift. But, I, but if you get it for your significant other, uh, maybe not. No, maybe a guy might get some underwear for his girl, but I doubt that they would be uh, sexy uh, a big old pair of boxers or something. <laughs> <laughs> some lingerie or something, yeah. Sexy underwear. Uh, now, Brentley from Arizona told Fox News. She does not want her partner's <laughs> mother picking out her gifts. It's kind of like the similar first one against me. Uh, number six, the worst cliche of a gift. Socks. No socks for that person. And, you know, socks, I would agree, maybe. But socks, if you need them, 
Yeah, you get some nice warm, comfy socks. That's pretty good. Well, it's fun sometimes to get the colorful Christmas socks that are red and green or fuzzy. Or... Yeah. Exactly. I like, I like those socks. gag ones. I like uh, the yeah, gag yeah. ones that like, go all the way up over your knees. <laughs> yeah, if they're fun socks, colorful oh, socks, that'd be awesome. If it's just like, hey, here's a pack of tube socks for you. <laughs> that, that might be a little bit downer. I always wanted those. I always wanted those toe socks until I found out that only really only girls wore them. <laughs> I had um, toe socks. <laughs> I never had the toe socks. They were to me. They were always you know, girl socks. So I just never got them. Right. Um, Guess what? Number, I was the girl. <laughs> number seven is not so much of a gift. It's just some statistics they list here. Uh, nearly 50% of adults had clothing and accessories were the gifts they least like to receive, but um, then uh, another 31% said household items were the most unwanted, followed by 25% who says cosmetic and fragrances. Now hold a minute, cosmetic and fragrances might be a good idea. Yeah, it's like, what's left? What do people, there should be a list of what people want, because it's just everything so you, you, that you I get think like a of, bottle of perfume, like, you know, Taboo or some, you know, Chanel 5 or something. That could be pretty cool. But now if you go down to the local, you know, 7-Eleven and pick up some, a bottle of cheap uh, toilet water, say, here you go, pick some for you. It's all nice. Aqua Velva or something. <laughs> You get aqua velvet for your girlfriend. No, not good. Well, I mean, for a girl getting it for a guy. Clothes was a big one, but, you know, again, you know, when I was a kid, that would definitely be a, or whatever. We're talking about adults and your significant other, and I would say I don't mind getting clothes. Uh, the, the problem I have with giving or getting clothes is getting the right size because you find some clothes. They, they look really good in this, so you buy this nice outfit, and they open it, it's like, I'm taking it back, it's the wrong size, and then they can't find that outfit in their size, and then this, this is a whole different gift, and it's like, oh, why do, you, do I have a brother? <laughs> well, it's hard for men anyway, because our other brother, I know when he was married to one of his wives, she wore like a size 10 in pants. And but so he bought her an outfit, you know, with the top and the pants. And he goes, I guess I'll get her the outfit, the underwear, and socks, and everything. So he went and bought her size in underwear. Little did he know, I don't know if you guys know, but underwear is not sized like men's underwear and pants. If you wear a 10, you're a big woman in underwear, but size 10 isn't too bad in pants. So she should. Yeah, but underwear is about half that size. If you go to buy underwear, she would wear maybe <laughs> five or six. <laughs> yeah, because if you're a dude, you wear 38 size pants, you wear 38 size underwear. It's easy. Yeah. But they have to make it hard for men and do that. I don't know why, but their underwear is not the and same as the their, pants their when underwear you're shopping is for women. The, the underwear is half the size of the pants, but women's pants are half the size of men's pants. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but maybe that's why that one lady didn't want to have underwear for Christmas because she didn't want to have the big granny panties. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but household items, well, that would depend on the household item. It would depend on the need. You know, maybe getting a, a, a toaster for your spouse is not a good idea because <laughs> whatever. But if you need a toaster, then it would be a it good It works guy. for me. I don't care. <laughs> 
That's a woman well, thing. They just don't like appliances. You, or maybe a new <laughs> coffee pot or a microwave. If you already yeah. have one that works well, then it might not be appreciated. But if you need one, sure. Why not? Yeah. Get, get a new set of uh, Tupperware bowls or, or steak knives or something. Uh, but yeah, I can see. Because uh, number eight, Matthew from South Carolina learned the hard way that kitchen accessories are a bad gift. A calendar <laughs> is not a good choice, he says. <laughs> so, I guess he learned from experience not to give a calendar for Christmas. Yeah. I, I guess he just ran down the the household goods aisle. I'm going to grab that. Wrap it up. What the heck is it? I don't know if she'll figure it out. <laughs> one of them last minute gifts. Oh, I got to get one more gift. Yeah, giving a calendar does sound like a last minute, uh, not well planned gift. Yeah. yeah. Just, I gave it as a gift one time and they did not like it much. Then the, finally, <laughs> the last guy is. I like his answer. Omar says, I'll be happy with anything. I don't think there is such a thing as a worse gift. The gift is a gift. It's all about, you know, the thought that counts. So I like that guy's answer. There you go. <laughs> they didn't have to get you anything, and you ought to be happy that people thought of you and bought you something. Yeah. And so there was a quick... Uh, another Christmas tips and a uh, random topic and all like that. So, so next week, you know, next week we could do a segment where we could pick out an item or two, what we got for Christmas the day before and do a little show and tell or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that kind of reminds me <laughs> stepping back into our opening remarks really quickly is over the weekend on Sunday, we actually had a, a Christmas party at the bowling alley for all the bowling alley employees. And at one, at one time, uh, the other, they're, uh, giving and, uh, each other the secret Santa gifts. And I, I didn't really participate in it, so I didn't, uh, get involved. And I, I was, uh, busily enjoying some extras off of the, uh, the food table. So I, I, I had my mouth full, but the guy across from me, uh, says, says, uh, uh, talk, talking about his girlfriend, I guess, says, I, I'm her Christmas present. And I just wanted so bad to say, so oh, unwrap your gift. <laughs> my mouth was full. And by the time my mouth was empty, he had moved away and people were doing other stuff. Like, oh man, don't want, unwrap it at the bowling I want, alley. I want to have her unwrap that gift right now. It didn't work out, so... Yeah. Hey, Abbott, was that guy real or am I dreaming? You know, little fat man, I could go for someone like you. Anyway, it is time to advance into and, our but news whenever you're ready. Before we do the before we do the news, I, I got a, actually grabbed a couple yesterday and today's birthdays. Happy birthday! Yesterday was uh, Christina Aguilera's birthday. Happy birthday. Somebody she was heard uh, of. <laughs> She was 43. Oh, Katie Holmes is 45. Um, EMX rapper is 33. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin is 59. Brad Pitt turned 60. And he's almost um, as old as you. Ray Liotta, 69. 
Keith Richards turned 80. Wow. And Joseph Stalin, he's dead, but fourth premier of the Soviet Union, 145. <laughs> that, that was yesterday. I was like, wow, that was a bunch yesterday. And then on today's, uh, Alyssa Milano from Beat the Boss. Uh, she's 51. Wow. Richard Hammond, English journalist. Uh, Jennifer Beals from Flashdance, I think. Yeah. She turned 60. Oh. And, um, she's still Flashdancing. Was that where she was a <laughs> welder and she danced? Yeah. Okay. But I, my wife, I, I told the other night on TV was, uh, they had a Willie Nelson 90th birthday party. Is that what that was? Yeah. And so uh, that's all the birthdays I had. So. Happy birthday, everybody. All right. Yeah, I'm Joe, if you want to do first in the news, I can. I got to dig up my news. He can go first. Okay. It. I'll go first. My first news story is in Lexington, Kentucky. This family, the White family, went out to get their Christmas tree. They cut down every year a Christmas tree. And when they cut down the perfect tree and brought it in their house, put it up and sat there for a couple days. And then they had some, I don't know why they didn't do this first, but they had a carpet cleaning company come in and clean the carpet. They should have done that before they put up the tree. But they waited till they had the tree in, and the guy, as he was plugging in his equipment, noticed the tree was rustling. It was moving. It's alive. Yeah, he got to looking, and there was a baby owl in the tree. And so he somehow captured it, took his time, and captured it and released it into their backyard. But It wasn't a squirrel or a Grinch slithering around. (laughs) Nope, it was an actual baby owl. It's weird to think that, uh, you know, they're cutting down this tree and this owl's just sitting there. You think it would have flown away as they're cutting the tree and it falls over. Maybe yeah. it didn't fall, but I picture uh, it falling. <laughs> when it, I mean, when it comes to live Christmas trees, unless they went out to the a tree farm themselves and cut it down themselves, uh, there's a process. I mean, they actually harvest Christmas trees early on, like in early fall, uh, because the sap is still up in the tree and they'll stay green for a long time. Then they get, you know, bound up and they shipped out. And then by the time they get to market, it's like, you know, November. And then by the time they get to your house, it's close to December. So this been, you know, weeks from the cutting down time to the going up on the house time. Huh. Well, the way they, I'm assuming they went out and maybe they live in the woods or something. I don't know. Didn't in Lexington, Kentucky, maybe they just have trees close by that they use. It's possible. (laughs) Because they do have, you know, sometimes the tree farmers do have a thing where you do cut down your own or at least, or at least say, I want that one and they'll cut it down for you and get it to you. They wanted to, they wanted to make their own. Christmas vacation movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's but the, they had a squirrel in the tree. <laughs> yeah, they forgot their chainsaw. We just watched that the other day and pulled the tree out by the roots with their car. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. 
kind of a, a Christmassy one that uh, goes along with into the dumb criminal category. <laughs> In Alabama, a robbery uh, suspect wishes the shopkeeper happy holidays before they spray him with bear spray and steal some jewelry. <laughs> Heather Denise Wright of Alabama faces robbery and other charges after allegedly sticking up a jewelry store with a can of bear spray and getting shot in the process, police say. Because, of course, the uh, owner of the shop was armed, and when they shot, pulled out the bear <laughs> spray, he shot back. <laughs> and he wounded the lady. He didn't, didn't kill her. But she said, happy holidays! And sprayed him with bear spray. He's Huh. Yeah. So wow. that, that's kind of a short, shorty one right there. <laughs> right. I wonder now. I don't know what bear spray is. That like pepper spray? I'm assuming. It's like pepper spray, but it's a very uh, higher concentrate. Oh. Uh, because it's called bear spray because if you're in the woods, a regular pepper spray <laughs> won't fend off a bear. Like a skunk, whatever. They <laughs> usually they highly concentrate it and. Uh, instead of a spray, it comes out in a stream like a super soaker. Oh. Because the, the idea is you want to get as much of that as possible in the bear's face. People, you, when they use it against people, it can be particularly harmful. Oh, I bet. They probably use like some, not cayenne, but some habaneros or those even hotter, hotter peppers to make the spray. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they put in pepper <laughs> spray, but it does come... Huh. From I've made my own using cook up some boil some jalapenos you, you and put a bottle of water and <laughs> put some on your, your on your hand and <laughs> you'll make your own pepper spray. I've done that. Woo, man. Take a look in the five and ten. For listening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Well, I have a food type story, and I mentioned it briefly at the end of the show, kind of some confusion going on as well, but this has to deal with the International Space Station. Um, the International Space Station has been in orbit for 25 years. Wow. And they, uh, <clears throat> the title of this here, let me go back to the beginning here, was... Uh, uh, a lost tomato was finally found. <laughs> a lost tomato, huh? right? They, they, and uh, they, uh, they've been growing plants in outer space, and to see you know how well they do and what happens, and and so there was some fruit, you know, that that came to uh, bloom and grow and ready to pick and it disappeared and they were accusing an American astronaut of eating it. You know? hmm. And he swore up and down that he didn't eat it. He didn't touch it. And so they uh, looked everywhere. They searched high and low for this tomato and they couldn't find it. 
And there was a space rabbit who was eating the vegetables <laughs> out of Mr. McGregor's garden. <laughs> they, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, they were uh, filming the 25th anniversary of the International Space Station. You know, they had some cameras. They actually did take camera crews up there, and they were filming a movie, actually, at one point. But Aliens. they were filming the 25th anniversary when all of a sudden this little tomato came floating by <laughs> it was all wrinkled up and they and uh the the astronaut they accused of eating it had left the international space station and he'd been back on earth for eight months and it finally turned up you know wow. so they cleared his name that he didn't eat it but uh they exonerated him and was, was that guy's name Frank Rubio? I think so. Because I just read an article this morning about somebody named Frank Rubio with a missing tomato. And they and then somebody had found it and they was able to clear their mystery or something. It, it I, I didn't quite catch tomato. what the story was about. Yeah. yeah. Well, a missing I, tomato. Uh, that's funny. Hmm. That's that story. That's not a Christmassy one. but. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, make, we'll make it one a red tomato like a red Christmas ornament was, was <laughs> and they, were, and they were looking out the window to watch Santa at the North Pole and <laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder know. if they put a tree up on the space center and a Christmas tree with all the ornaments and stuff <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't probably. hang very well they'd be floating around at the time ball with the string the arms are floating up <laughs> <laughs> the branches and the trees floating and <laughs> yeah. But Terry mentioned Santa and the North Pole on the moon. Uh, here's an extra bonus tidbit on my retro radio podcast for the last month or so. I've been featuring an old-time radio serial called Jonathan Thomas and his Christmas adventure on the moon. He goes mm -hmm. to the moon to rescue Santa Claus. So, somehow <laughs> Santa Claus got kidnapped and he got taken to the moon. And so, the aliens must have taken him up there. Yeah, isn't that you, have to, you have to listen into my radio, uh, old time radio podcast. If I isn't, isn't that John Boy Walton, Jonathan Thomas? Uh, well, I think that was his name. <laughs> yeah, and this story he's a six year old boy and he has adventures with the man on the moon and a horse named Gargonzola and various sundry other critters. Hmm. Who knew there was so much activity on the moon? A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls that'll talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. Well, my next story, once again, is about something else that was found in the Christmas tree uh -oh. in Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth area. This woman heard a sneeze in her house and didn't know where it came from, but it says that she is a pet lover and has several dogs, cats, snakes, and other little critters, so it could have been any of her animals. Uh... 
but she was working in a room and heard a sneeze and went to investigate and found out there was a possum in her Christmas tree. Oh. How'd you like to be that possum? Fall asleep hanging in this tree and wake up in somebody's house. <laughs> I'm just looking here, bleeding possum, taking a nap, and hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this wasn't as easy to capture as the owl was. She discovered it and she put on some gloves and was trying to pry its fingers off of the branches and when it finally let go um it wiggled out of her hands and started it didn't she said it didn't hiss at her but it would show its teeth like growling maybe right and so when she'd try to catch it run under her couch and it run back and <laughs> forth like any scared animal is gonna do but yeah. I don't know if she finally just let it go. She has other it pets. It's, it's had the pets gang up on her. Would the, would the sheriff and the posse were coming to get you, Mr. Possum? You would think the dogs would have sniffed it out and been barking <laughs> at the tree or something. I guess they weren't but, beagles, huh, Jill? I guess not. <laughs> but she somehow said it wasn't the baby. Know, it was a full-grown possum. She had seen the tail sticking you know, out from under the tree. Yeah. And, um, uh, I just thought it was the core for the Christmas light, so I plugged it in. <laughs> she did catch it and put it just outside the door. She wasn't going to hold on to it any longer than she had to. Yeah. She could have cooked it up with some biscuits and gravy. Yeah, That's had she been the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> Hog stouts and possum innards was one of their favorite things. And Ellie made biscuits. Yeah. I'm just wondering how all her other animals, while she's chasing this around her house, were they chasing it too? Join <laughs> yeah, in the fun? Like a big chase scene in an action adventure movie or something. Yeah, a cartoon where they're running back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, yes, This time of year, people do a lot of Christmas shopping at the mall. And what do you do when you're out there shopping? You stop at a restaurant and you have a bite to eat. Well, a Connecticut woman is suing a restaurant when she finds that the salad that she was chewing on had the silver tip of a human finger in it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> This bacon bit's <laughs> awful bacon. She was like, ah, that's a uh, Apparently, the the cook or the person charged the salad line had been using the meat slicer, and they were slicing up some, I guess, ham or something for the using on the salad. And they actually <laughs> sl sliced off the tip of their finger. They couldn't find it, so they fixed up their finger, made it stop bleeding, went on with the salad prep, and lo and behold, the finger was found by this lady in her salad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My wife just her cut restaurant. her finger. <laughs> she just cut her finger the other day. So when you're out there Christmas shopping, mm -hmm. you have a bite to eat, just make sure what you're biting. 
I've been with Terry, and he tells him he don't want tomatoes in his salad. Now he's going to have to remember to tell him no fingers either. No fingers. No fingers. You know, she was having some lady fingers with her salad. You could say it's Christmas. Yeah, I, I watched a movie, the dashing through the snow, where they had a black Santa Claus and and they fixed his sleigh all up. And at the end of the movie, he had red and green lights flashing across the sky behind his sleigh. All right. Well, in San Diego, um, residents thought they saw a UFO. Um, they saw red and green lights across the sky. <laughs> but it was Santa. It, it turned out to be. Um, let me make sure I get it right. It's uh, as as from the U.S. Navy parachute team Leapfrogs that was parachuting down using red and green flares to light up the sky. Um, as like the halftime show of a woman's playoff soccer game in San Diego. Um, the parachute team revealed on social media that it was them because all the residents were calling and saying they saw a UFO. And so they were going and landing at Snapdragon Stadium in San Diego, wherever that is. And huh. And so, it was not UFOs, everybody. It, it, this time of year, it could be UFO or it could be Santa Claus. You know, so yeah. ho ho ho. another news story but talking about movies we just watched a funny one yesterday it's on Amazon it was called How the Gringo Stole Christmas How the Gringo <laughs> it had George Lopez in it and he said you know Jesus was Me or, yeah Jesus was Mexican he was Jesus <laughs> yeah. Jesus 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 Cristo yeah <laughs> it's a funny one if anybody uh, out there has Amazon How the Gringo Stole Christmas I ain't gonna ruin it but there's a gringo involved <laughs> oh, it was funny. pretty funny it was not described though for blind people no audio description it only had Spanish and English so so was the gringo a big orange man who lives in Florida I wonder no it was actually in <laughs> Los Angeles is where the movie oh, takes place oh yeah what's the mayor or the governor called out there I forget his name <laughs> I don't know uh, I...
wants a pair of skates. Right. Simon wants a sled. Yes, indeed. Theodora picture book. Yellow, blue, and red. It's a good, it's a funny watch if anybody is interested. But oh, guess what? It's time for some weird words, right? Well, Unless Terry you got another it. story. I have uh Terry did get a, a out of whack here, so if he's got one, we'll do one more. Okay. Yeah, I have a, a story here of um, people were skiing. Oh, let me see. Uh, let me get back to it. A a bear a bear runs through a group of skiers in, in a ski resort. Hmm. A, a skier narrowly avoids skiing into a black bear at a ski resort in Tahoe. And it, some other ones whipped out their phones and videotaped it. It was a not a baby bear, but a you know, a, a young bear, not an probably. adult bear. Yeah, a young bear, and they uh, it was just running across you know the what they call in Germany the autobahn, you know the ski trail, you know they it's all cleared off you know where you ski at you know, and so the bear was running across. That was because the mama bear was on the other side. You know, so why did, why the, did bear the bear cross, cross the autobahn? <laughs> it was an auto bear. Ah. Yeah, that's where you I get hit by a skier. They fall over to make a big snowball to go down the hill. It gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> gathers a... up more skiers. Gathers up more bears. <laughs> the bear crossing the road. There, yeah, exactly. That's where <laughs> I'm going. Another cross the road. His mama was on the other side. <laughs> mama bear. That's all I. That's all I got on that there. But... I'm sure we'll have more Christmassy stories, you know, next week, the day yeah, after we'll, Christmas we'll too. But... Post Christmas stories to decompress with, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm tired tonight. I've been wrapping packages all day. Every year I like to send away the product that California produces most of that year. One year I sent away oranges, another year lemons. But this year I'm having a little trouble. How do you wrap up a Douglas bomber? <laughs> and I've been wrapping packages. And yesterday I went to the post office to mail some packages. What a line. Believe it or not, just standing in line, I passed my own house twice. <laughs> I never saw a line that long before. I had a package I wanted to mail to a friend of mine in Boston, and by the time I walked to the end of the line, I handed it to him. <laughs> and, and what mobs there are in the post office. For a half an hour, I ran around yelling blackout before I discovered somebody had shoved my head into an inkwell. <laughs> What a mix-up in that post office. One fellow walked in with a package under his left arm. After he got waited on, he walked out with a package under his chin, and his left arm was on its way to Kansas City. <laughs> and boy, did that mob shove you around. I stuck out my tongue to lick a stamp, and I washed three windows before I could get it back.
little kid scrawling on a piece of paper. I said, writing letters to Santa Claus? And he said, nope, I'm writing to Governor Olson. What does he mean, closing Santa Anita? <laughs> so I said, what are you so sore about? He said, well, my mother's out of a job. She was one of Crosby's jockeys. <laughs> and on the post office wall, there was a picture of Uncle Sam pointing his finger at you, saying, Uncle Sam wants you. And the crowd was shoving so hard, Uncle Sam is now saying it while sucking his thumb. <laughs> You know, Christmas is so exciting, and you should see the Christmas trees on Hollywood Boulevard today. They floated down from the Yukon. <laughs> I love Christmas trees. This year, I decided to dig up my own tree, roots and all, and boy, did I dig deep. I dug down so deep that twice I ran into Dick Tracy chasing the mole. <laughs> I finally bought a nice tree, and I tied my tree on my, on, on my car with the bottom sticking out in front of the radiator, and then I drove down Hollywood Boulevard. I heard somebody yell, don't cross the street, Mamie. Now they're using battering rams. <laughs> but it's wonderful here in California. Five years ago, I planted a little seed for a fir tree in my yard. And now I can look out of my window anytime and see the gopher that ate it. <laughs> but my tree looks pretty this year. I wanted to fix an ornament on top of the tree, so I bent it way down and told Skinny Ennis to hold it. It took us a half hour to scrape them off the ceiling. <laughs> And I set up the electric trains for my little nephew under the tree before I went to bed. I walked in and turned them on in the dark. Then I accidentally stepped on the electric tracks with my bare feet. I was finally brought down by the 4th Interceptor Command. <laughs> you know, there's one man in this program who knows all about wrapping and mailing packages for Christmas. Oh, Professor Colonna, come here. Come in. Christmas seals. <laughs> Professor, this is a gay Yuletide season. You know, you look as though you've been down in the dumps. Yeah, he knows where his present is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, Colonna, you seem to look a trifle sad tonight. Yes, you see, it's, uh, it's Jim. He never brings me pretty flowers. <laughs> but I'll go on carrying the torch for Jim. <laughs> Colonna, you fool, you're both men, so how can you carry the torch for Jim? Why not? He's a plumber. Well, Professor, tell us something about Christmas in Hollywood All right You know, people in Hollywood take everything for granted For instance, every night for weeks now Santa Claus has been riding up and down Hollywood Boulevard Hope you yourself have seen Santa riding up and down Hollywood Boulevard But do you know why he keeps riding up and down the boulevard night after night? No, why? Can't find parking space <laughs> Professor, let's tell, let's tell the folks the proper way to wrap a Christmas gift. Now, folks, we have a couple of mailbags right up here at the microphone. <laughs> Speak for yourself, folks. Colonna, this is the end. Well, stick around. It may be a double feature. <laughs> Gosh, hope I can hardly wait till I see Santa riding in his sleigh Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. He'll ride his reindeer down from the clouds. Then Santa will stop his sleigh in my roof. He'll climb down the chimney. Then he'll climb a little further down my chimney. Now he's just a few more feet to go, and he'll be at the bottom of my chimney. Oh! I should have put the fire out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Mary, what do you do in your spare time? I certainly do. Matt, is he crazy or something? But uh, for now, as Jill started celebrating to go, it's time for some weird yeah. words. And they're not Christmas words this week because uh, I did the Christmas words the last couple times. But this week we just have regular old weird words. And this worst word is first word is viand V I A N D. V I A N D. Viand. Well, it's from a numeral V I N V I I. Six and seven. Viand. <laughs> wow. Viand. Sounds like a, a German word. I'm, I'm going to mix up something in the in the blender and 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 viand it together. <laughs> wind. It's the wind. I don't know. The wind. Well, I'm thinking it must be Asian somehow because it says a a seafood dish that accompanies rice. I'm not sure. I've never heard of that before, but. Yeah, me either. Our next word is Rhapsody. Huh. Rhapsody? Mm-hmm. Bohemian? <laughs> R-H-A-P-S-O-D-Y. Rhapsody. Yeah, music. Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. It, it's, Part a of style, song. it's a style of music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose it could be music. It just says an enthusiastic expression or feeling. Oh. So I guess well, your music Freddie, is a... That was Freddie Mercury, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you hear the word Rhapsody a lot with, you know, relating to, like, classical type type music. You know. Yeah. <sighs> Another word is Pellucid. P-E-L-L-U-C-I-D. Pellucid. It's what Joe Palooka said. Palooka said, "Palucid." Palucid. I'm, I'm stretching it's, here. Come on. It's not. <laughs> it's it's not quite polluted. <laughs> it's almost polluted. It's pellucid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're awfully close. It means translucently clear, so it's not polluted. <laughs> well, well, translucent does being clear. I, pellucid is a similar to translucent. Okay. I guess I'm similar. Another word is tiffin. T-I-F-F-I-N. Tiffin. When Timmy wants a muffin, I want a tiffin. <laughs> Timmy wants that muffin. <laughs> it's like a tuffet that little Miss Muffet sat on. Only, only yeah. he, sat, he sat in it, not on it. Tiffin. It's a tiffin, um, not a tiffon. Yeah. A, a tiffin is the fin on top of a fish. Oh. <laughs> top that's fin. A, yeah. That's a good one, but it's not right either. <laughs> <laughs> a tiffin. A tiffany. It's a, like an epiphany, but... A tiffin Excuse means me. to have a light meal... A snack. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to tiffin on fudge and peanut bread off. 
<laughs> Here's the word for you, philately. Wow, that's how you stop having babies? Philately, it starts with P-H. I-L-A-P-E-L-Y. Philately. Philately. Oh, okay. So it's... You feel Adley. Okay. Well, Phil is usually means uh, uh, like you like something, like a philosopher or philanthropist, a lover of Adley. <laughs> well, there's Na- an Adley. Natalie. <laughs> Maybe it's a girl named Natalie. I forgot how, what, what the letter N was. I don't know. Um, Phil Adley. Well, you love to do Adley's. <laughs> I feel like I've used this word before, but I'm not sure. Sometimes I have words on my Victorator for so long, and I hear them over and over. That it doesn't sound sure. familiar. You, you no. might not have. Okay, but it is a lover of something. It's just what is an Adelie? Yeah, what is it? Mm. Tell us. The mm. Stamp collecting. Oh, yeah, we did have a stamp collecting one here before. So I think one time we had a flag, lover of flags or something, yeah. too, and that was... So, I'm not sure. I think there was a philatelist as well as the stamp collector we had before. Ah. Philately is but, just the... Was that, the but, but was that one spelled with a PH? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah it was a PH. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm, the one today is, yeah, but yeah. the other one yeah. you're talking about. Okay. Um, I couldn't remember. Now this next word sounds a lot like that other one that we just had. Rambustious. 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 Not rambunctious. Right. Rambustious. Wow. Um a, a sheep with a really big chest. She's ra- <laughs> very rambustious. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ram, yeah, and ram busts you in your us. <laughs> <laughs> a ram will bust you in your us. You ain't looking. Yeah, that ram has the horns that's going to butt you. <laughs> the, the ram that likes to butt people a lot. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's what it could be. <laughs> It's Good weird thing. because you know rambunctious. You know that what that means, but yeah. this that word is kind of what this word means too. It says unruly, uh, boisterous, and unruly. Boisterous. So to me, it means kind of the same thing, rambunctious. But it was run- maybe well, we've always said it wrong. May- maybe rambunctious is unruly boy in a rambustious is an unruly girl. Okay, that's what we're going to go with. We're going to go with that. But yeah. <laughs> Triptych is another word. Triptych. Triptych. You may spell it. It's when you're in the military, you have a, a, a uh, trip ticket that shows you your route to your destination. Oh. <laughs> coded, a coded type thing. Triptych. Or uh, it this, could be a, this, it could be a place where they bury dead people. Cryptic, <laughs> triptych with a T R. Oh, 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 no, oh See, cryptic is where you bury dead people. Triptych is where you bury your dead turkeys. 
that carcass. <laughs> <laughs> you bury a dead turkey carcass after your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> this word, I think, must have been one of those French words because it means a picture or carving, picture or carving on three panels that are hinged together side by side and used as an altarpiece. One of those oh, kind of words. Yeah, a, that's what I was thinking. A very what? Detailed, intricate. As an altarpiece. Okay. So an a altar picture piece? or carving on three panels three that are panels. hinged together. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think I, I've actually a seen trifold. one of those before. If you think of like those Chinese screens that they put up, and they, they, yeah. they, they fold together if you have mm-hmm. one in three panels and it's like an ornate carving like or like the mirrors you know, like having mirror three, like three, three <laughs> books on a shelf that go together and the book bindings go together to make a picture yeah, yeah. I It'd thought wow like that. that word when I heard it triptych had such <laughs> a long meaning <laughs> well try T-R-I trip that's three yeah. yeah three something three three something Epoch is another word. E-P-O-C-H. Epoch. A long period of time. Epic. Epoch. An epic journey to the center of the earth. It it means like a a long period of time, a legendary, um, kind of something along that line. It's epoch. 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 E-P-O-C-H. Epoch. It's one of those crossword puzzle words you see sometimes too. <laughs> um, um, I'm trying to think of a funny one. Um, um, That's what chickens do e- when they see the rooster epox her. It means something, a uh, time in life or something special happened. Yeah. Typically happen, you know, time in your life or yeah, something. Like, no kidding, a time in your life where something happens. Isn't that all the time? Like, like, you know, like an <laughs> epic tale, an epic journey. Epoch. Epoc. Tomorrow's my notable. wife's birthday. Epoc. We got one more word. It's avidity. A V I D I T Y. Avidity. 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 Avid means like eager. Like, I'm an avid hunter. I'm an avid fisherman. Yeah. It, it means somebody who's eager to do something. A so, man who uh, admires. Ding, 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 ding. No, Keith got it right. Somebody that's eager to do something. Yeah. A man who admires. Would just be the eagerness. Avid means eager, and avidity would be eagerness. Yeah. Somebody eager to do something. Oh, here, I, I got one more word. It says paludal. Oh. Do you know what paludal is? It's oh, a fuzzy it's dog. A noodle in it. A noodle in a puddle. A noodle in a puddle. A puddle with a noodle in it. Uh, it it's, a, it's a little French dog that yeah, it has a pool, a pool noodle when it's from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> paludal. <laughs> it, it only pees a little bit in the floor. Just not a lot. It's a little, it's a little paludal in the floor. <laughs> That one sounds so. That's it. I'll go with that one. Paludal <laughs> is actually 
some kind of living creature in a swampy area is a paludal. So I suppose if it made a little paludal on the floor. A <laughs> swamp creature, huh? A swamp does it, does creature. It, does it live in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> Alligator. Yeah, any, any kind of living creature all, in a all swampy those po- marshy paludals area. Washington, D.C. We're going to... We're gonna have a long show here today. Well, that's my last word. Well, it just popped in there. I heard. I, it. I tried to keep it short. My shorter news stories, but yeah. May I ask, what do you intend doing? May I consider this an invitation? You certainly may. Very well, sir. We can move on now to your top ten. Top ten. Yeah, we'll see it, how long it gets with Terry's top 20 today. <laughs> top 10 slash 20. Top 10 Christmas candies. Ah, it's a marshmallow world in the winter when the snow comes to cover the ground. Number one. Candy canes. It's the time for play. It's a whipped cream day. I wait for it the whole year round. All right. Number two, Hershey's Kisses. Mm-hmm. Those are marshmallow clouds being friendly in the arms of the evergreen tree. Three, chocolate non peros. Non-per- it's like those snow snow caps, you know, like in the oh, movie theaters. I never heard of them. And the sun is red, like a pumpkin head. It's shining so your nose won't freeze. Number four, the foil wrapped little chocolate Santas and Christmas Eve things. Oh yeah, bells and stars, and we got a bunch of them at our Christmas party. The world is your snowball, see how it grows, that's how it goes whenever it snows. Number five, oh, Christmas candy corn. Yeah, they have a Christmas. It's a leftover <laughs> Halloween candy corn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, they're red, green, and white. The world is your snowball just for a song. Get out and roll it along. <laughs> Number six, ribbon candy. It's a hard candy oh, yeah. ribbon. Yeah, we said that all the time. It's a yum, yummy world made for sweethearts. Take a walk with your favorite girl. Number seven, Christmas malted milk balls. Oh, yeah, we, we dig those all the time, too. The Whoppers and the big carton. It's a sugar date. What if spring is late? In winter, it's a marshmallow world. Number eight, Christmas chocolate pretzels. It's a marshmallow day in the winter when the snow comes to cover the ground. Number nine, Carries red and green Christmas sprinkles. You put them on cookies. And, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the little and, granulated sugar that's colored. Okay. Right, right. Well, that's not exactly candy. It's more of a decoration <laughs> for cookies. Yeah. The cookie yeah. topping. It's the time for play. 
It's a whipped cream day. And we wait for it the whole year round. Number 10, Christmas Gummy Bears. You remember that those are marshmallow clouds being friendly. In the arms of the evergreen tree. 11, Christmas jelly beans. You know, again, leftover. I've never candy. had jelly beans for Christmas. <laughs> Although, as long as they give me some, I won't turn them down. And the sun is red, like a pumpkin head. It's shining so your nose won't freeze. Number 12, <laughs> Christmas chocolate gems. G-E-M-S, gems. Still doesn't make any sense of what it would be. <laughs> they're, they're like M&M's. Apparently. You must remember that the world is your snowball. See how it grows. That's how it goes whenever it snows. Number 13 is Cookies and Cream Snowman. Uh, it's a candy type thing shaped like a snowman. You, 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 had me, you had me at Christmas cookies. The rest of it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The world is your snowball just for a song. Get out and roll it along. 14 Christmas gourmet mints. I guess supposed to be like peppermint patties, you know. It's a yum, yummy world made for sweethearts. Take a walk with your favorite girl. Number 15, double crisp chocolate coal. Coal? So they have coal that, that's edible, <laughs> you get I guess. Coal for Christmas. Yeah. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. My grandson shared a thing on Facebook this morning. It said, One day of coal, 364 days of fun. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a sugar day, but if spring is late, in winter it's a marshmallow world. 16. Holiday Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right. It's a marshmallow world in the winter When the snow comes to cover the ground Well, it's a time for play It's a whipping day I wait for it the whole year round 17 uh, Kimmy Christmas Kimmy Christmas Mix Jordan Almonds so some oh. kind of almonds that are Kimmy Christmas. I guess Kimmy's the Maybe brand. Maybe like candied cordy on them or something. I don't know. Right. I, I, I've and never then, heard of those either, but hey, bring them on. Are those are marshmallow clouds being friendly in the arms of the evergreen tree. And 18 is De Palmer's Christmas peppermint patties right there. Sun is red like a pumpkin head. It's shining so your nose won't freeze. Nineteen is uh, snowflake yogurt pretzels. All the world is your snowball. See how it grows, and that's how it goes whenever it snows. Christmas what? Christmas? Oh, Christmas ice drops. Spice drops, spice, spice, spice drops, like Christmas I guess, like spice the kind of drops. Are like those for the Christmas Easter? spice girls? <laughs> <laughs> or just like the stuff you get at Easter, you know, the spice. I wonder if they're like the little gum drops, or they're like maybe Christmassy 
season the flavor haven't heard of them but again hey bring them on in winter it's a marshmallow world in winter it's a marshmallow the people want to see me in some of those i've never heard of <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you where yeah let me know and okay that was all i had yeah okay <laughs> christmas gummy spice drops Woo. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe this time you've really stumbled onto something. With our massive twenty-item list out of the way. McGee, I have the feeling this is all a dream. Uh, it would be time for our <laughs> moving into our anchor topic. And I've been awaiting so much for Terry to get a phone call from our vest so we can put her on the she show. Hasn't <laughs> she hasn't called yet or not. Uh, today uh, is on uh, low vision, which is kind of, a, we make that into a catch-all thing. Uh, I recently heard within, over the weekend maybe, or sometime last week, uh, on the Apple Vest, they were talking about a accessible game. Uh, it was a, sla- a called Super Sliding Liner. Puzzle Game. Have you guys heard that podcast <laughs> i did but I, I did not download it because it costs it costs money 99 cents yeah, yeah a whopping 99 cents uh did, did terry check it out i i was going to you know, but i have you know bought a game before but it wasn't accessible with voiceover and well, i still I, I, I did grab it and i did shell out the 99 cents and making payments on it Tennessee <laughs> payments over the next uh, five years. So you can tell us all about it. <laughs> it, 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 it. It does work pretty. If you listen to Thomas Donville describe it, he does an excellent job with it. Uh, now, he made it seem so easy, like, oh, look, you can do this puzzle in, in 22 steps. Well, there's a couple times I actually did get under the, the limit. But then there's a few, it's like 58. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is, it's really simple. It's just like those, uh, well, I have a little, question. you know, 15 tile slider puzzles you do. You put the numbers in order. It's um, like what we used to do in church. Mom yeah. had one in their purse. Oh, okay. okay. That's what I thought. You'd have like the that- alternating red and white tiles with the even numbers are red and the odd numbers are white or something. And, uh, or it, or whatever color you might have an Easter themed one or whatever. Yeah, sometimes just, it have pictures on them. I remember doing those too, but it'd be harder to do with pictures. You'd have to do well, words I, or numbers. I remember even the ones with pictures would still have a little number in the corner, so that way, if you, if you had trouble with a picture, you could still use a number to get things in order. Um, I, 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 it does have three different different puzzle is you know three by three four by four or five by five i always like the four by four ones because it gives you 15 tiles to work with uh the three three tile oh. one is is kind of overly simple sometimes but it's, it is very simple to do i mean it, it is accessible and he did have an interesting tip on that podcast is that if you use your rotor and you put your rotor on uh, vertical lines, then you can move, actually you know, swipe up and down, left and right, and you can go 
up and down, left and right through the grid to find where you want to be. Uh, huh. Instead of having to swipe, you know, right or left to go through all the whole puzzle to find your spot. And that that's what I found to be really helpful in doing that. Uh, and I, I played it some, and uh, mostly the the three three square one. Uh, I haven't moved on to the more the more advanced ones, but like you said, the you, then you have three other options: uh, numbers, letters, or picture. Uh, I've only kept on the numbers, but it, it, it it's it's worth a dollar. Um, and whether you try to beat the, that score, like he recommends, right. or you just just go at it, because sometimes I'll just I, I just do and, it to to waste time, and so I, I know right. I'm not going to beat the minimum score of you know 21 or whatever. So I was like, you know, I want to put the one at the bottom and work the puzzle up, <laughs> or I'm going to go <laughs> down the left side one two three, or down the right side one two three, and and just have fun with it. Just put together in different ways um, but, but just... for some people for for some people though who who never do you know buy the once you pay the like 99 cents there you own it forever you don't get charged charge life. like 99 cents yeah. a month you know so it's if like you ever change the one time charge download it again yeah right but you don't have to pay for it though you know right you know it's just like downloading your your ringtones from previous yeah. Versus of your other phones. That's well, but... my next phrase was going to be is, and you don't have to pay for oh. it again. You can you can oh. move it from phone to phone without having <laughs> to pay for it again. But you, you cut me off before I could say it without oh, paying for I... it again. Um, well, I bought games before, anyway. and uh, I, while I was at it, I shelled out the bucks to get me the uh, the the what's that one blind. Blind, the blind gamer stuff we have, have like oh yeah blindfold solitaire games. and different ones yeah i i paid for the klondike solitaire and you know whenever you don't pay for it what i noticed is the the cards always get shuffled the same way and they're shuffled in such a way you're, you're never going to win but um i actually whenever you get the, the paid version whether you buy a token at a time <laughs> and I think it's a, a dollar for 10 tokens or it's uh, you know three ninety nine, and you can get a, a unlimited amount uh, I got the, the three ninety nine one so I you know I was really shot off the bucks and paid you know five bucks between the two games <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got that on my phone too the blindfold solitaire and I got blindfold word beagle boggle is what it is I, but they call it beagle but I bought I, them a while back I don't even remember what I paid for them but. yeah there's the, the going rate is three ninety nine. now you can pay like 15 bucks to unlock all the solitaire games because they have a whole bunch of different games oh yeah see I know I didn't pay that much others. for it I didn't pay that no. much, but I've got them all. I've got a whole big long list you can play of uh, solitaire spider and solitaire three cells, where they shuffle out three cards or and one golf card and, and other ones. Yeah, um, but I, I I just got the Klondike one, and and you can either have a three card draw or a one card draw. Mm -hmm. If people don't know about solitaire, if you do the one card draw, you just take the next card off the deck but you only get one chance going through the deck if you do the three card draw you can run through the deck i think three times you can go in your settings and change that though make it unlimited 
<laughs> yeah, I, I always play it so it's unlimited, so I just keep going through it. But mm -hmm. whenever I play with real cards to do it, that's how I've always done it. But yeah, I, I think the what it was doing for me is it would go through three times and that was it. But but it was a, definitely a lot more fun in that when it shuffled the deck, you got a different shuffle every time. So I kind of like that. Well, with the three cards, when they shuffle them out, you only get to use that top card that they shuffle out. But if they use that card, then the next one flips over. Right. Yeah, it'll tell you uh, your what, what, I it's called a throwaway pile or the trash pile, what they call it, or the waste pile. Discard. It'll say yeah. the 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 four of clubs at the top of your waste pile. There are. The, or you have three cards, the top one is the three of clubs. And then if you use it and you go back to that waste pile to say, you have two cards, the top one is the nine of spades or something. Mm -hmm. And and if you if you hit the deck, which is which I had to remind myself how to, to take the next <laughs> card is a three three finger double tap and it'll it'll deal out three more cards and it might say five cards are on the pile. The top one is the queen of diamonds or something yeah and if you and i have it set to where it pops if a card will play it's yeah it'll settings. make a sound effect if it can if anytime an ace shows up it'll make a sound effect to let you know you can put it on your foundation row at the top mm -hmm. or if you flip over the card on the waste pile it'll make a sound to say you can play this card somewhere on your board there yeah. But just because it doesn't make a sound doesn't mean there's not a card in play. Because you, sometimes you have to just, just sort through and say, ah, oh, right there. I did, it didn't make the sound because it wasn't like the waste card didn't go there. But you could move like column A on the column C or something. Yeah. Know? And then if you have multiple cards, it only shows you the top card. But you can swipe up, and it'll tell you any, anything that's exposed. And if you reach the top and it goes buzz, that means there's more cards that are face down. If it just goes thump, that means there's no cards that are face down. Right. So some tips was playing that solitaire game. And they were very accessible, and so was the slider puzzle. And so I thought I would get them and play them. Yeah, the word beagle's fun too. I enjoy it. I they have four by four, five by five, and six by six different uh, graphs or grids or whatever. And uh, the funny thing is, there's words out there that that's why I kind of like my weird words. The little ones, I'll try to keep track of them. And, oh well, I didn't know P I E D was a word, and so I use it. Moil, yeah, like, like the uh, piper. Yep, the moil is a word, M-O-I-L. And... When you boil your meat. <laughs> meat boil. There are some words that I'm like, I didn't know that was a word. I could have been using that. Yeah, and, and sometimes there's a word that's like, I know it's in a dictionary, but your your game doesn't recognize it. Like uh... Uber is one that it doesn't recognize. U-B-E-R. I'm like, Uber is a German word. They let you do Uno, and they let you do E-I-N, which is Ein or one in German, right. but they won't let me do Uber. And you would think that they would because it's entered the English language so much with you know right. Uber cars and people talking about huh. being so Uber. Yep. Oh. 
Yeah. Are you talking to yourself, Terry? <laughs> His, his his mini dress I, I has keep, slipped. I have my headset on, <laughs> and I keep hearing it say "battery low," and so I'm trying to figure out what has got a low battery. <laughs> oh. Apparently, it's my headset because my phone says sixty something percent. I plugged it in, so I was looking at my laptop to see if it was low, and I'm like, no. And then my watch is a hundred percent. So anyway, and so if if this cuts <laughs> off, through I'll all his battery my, things. <laughs> I'm be like using my phone again, but nobody's here anyway. So. Oh, so you're the guy. Of course. Mentally, he is now about six years old. It's so is it scary. time to move on to emails? Do we have any email? Um, yeah, email. Do you have any bananas? <laughs> Jeez, I can't believe it. Okay. This is an email from, uh, I guess, a listener, and it says, hey, TSF host, this is the voice from the grave of a dead president, is what they are oh. calling this. <laughs> it says, you guys always ask for classic family stories, so here's one you might enjoy. There are many stories about dead presidents haunting the White House, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, um, and others that are well known. Then again, we have William Henry Harrison. He had barely moved into the White House when he was carried out in a box. He, the ninth president died a mere 30 days into his administration. Perhaps that is why there are no stories about his uh, ghost wandering the halls of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. There was, however, a horrifying moment when the voice of old Tippecanoe was thought to be calling out from his grave. My great-great-grandma was a very young woman when she was visiting her parents one evening in 1912 when she happened to be walking near a lane near their home that evening when she heard a desperate cry, Help! Help! <laughs> At first, she thought somebody had fallen into a nearby creek, but as she approached the water, she heard the cry again, Help! This time it came from behind her. Sudden fear gripped Granny Gabriel as she was on the verge of collapse. If the voice was behind her, there was only one place it could have been originating. The tomb of William Henry Harrison. Harrison's massive tomb stood on a nearby hill overlooking the river. Sadly, the tomb had fallen into disrepair, and as Granny Gabriel slowly turned to face it, she saw a desolate scene overrun with uh, vegetation and uh, neglect, a terrifying sight indeed. Again, she heard, help, help. There was no mistaking it this time. It was certainly coming from inside the old tomb. Trembling, she summoned the courage to ask, who are you? The creepy mausoleum uh, housed not only uh, the president, but the remains of his wife and his young son. Uh, 
Which of them was pleading for Garney Gabriel to help them? To her shock and relief, it was none of them. <laughs> uh, George Smedley. Oh, George Smedley, came the response. When Granny Gabriel approached the tomb, she found this massive doors were braced shut with a heavy uh, stick, a branch off of a tree. She removed it and opened the doors and came face to face with a very frightened 16-year-old boy, scarcely able to say a word, he fell into her arms. He was barely able to walk without her assistance. She guided the boy to her parents' house. They recognized uh, the young man and helped him return to his home. Several hours later, uh, young George recovered enough from his shock to explain what had happened. It turns out that George and his friends were exploring the area around the tomb when they discovered the doors were open. The curious boys ventured inside. As a prank, George's friends exited the tomb and slammed the door shut behind them, trapping George inside and put a tree branch against the door to hold the doors shut and ran away laughing, hmm. uh, hope, uh, thinking that George should be able to open the doors himself with a little bit of effort, but unbeknownst to them, they were securely jammed and the frightened George was forced to spend the night in the old creaky tomb or creepy tomb with nothing to occupy his mind but his runaway uh, imagination. <laughs> uh, it was a horrifying experience for poor George, and it gave Granny Gabriel quite a tale to tell. On a positive note, it appears that William Henry Harrison and his family continue to rest in peace. <laughs> Hope this wasn't too long and that it makes it on the show. <laughs> Bradley Gabriel the third. <laughs> anyway, wow. Long... That'd be bad being stuck in a tomb like that. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah. Nothing but dead bodies all around. Nothing yeah. to eat but the dead bodies. <laughs> I have a voicemail. It's a really short one. Mm. It's me. Please send Chris. I hope you're not on the phone with your brother. I love you. Goodbye. That <laughs> was the voicemail I got. Because <laughs> apparently I wasn't able to answer the phone. Then another voicemail says, Hello, Dad. It's Chris. Mom wants to know if you something jumbled uh, I think it means eight already uh, please send me a text so we know so we know we're on the way back bye hmm. so voicemail <laughs> sometimes not always funny but inadvertently that one kind of was <laughs> I try not to talk that long Yeah, I almost wasn't going to include that. But I thought, I'm getting uh, a, I'm getting a bad reputation there. Yeah. <laughs> Cut off and stuff. You sound a little disgusted, mighty potentate. Well, Mel, the other day my wife and I were out pruning in the garden, and she kept yapping, pull the potatoes, thin the onions, spray the lettuce. I just stood there with a sickle in my hand. My wife leaned over and she said, Oh, John, I want you to cut off that withered old cabbage head. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Adam Chase. But anyway, well, Mr. John Mayer is the low downest, meanest man I ever seen in all my born days. With our emails and stuff, it's time for some final thoughts. Yeah, I got some. I've got some Christmassy fun. I'm all out of Christmassy uh, stuff because we took, did so many of them last week. I might <laughs> maybe have one. Here's our final thoughts. The Christmas sweater was so ugly, it made Santa Claus cry. Huh. Huh. Wasn't that funny, but okay. <laughs> Do you know how you get in Rudolph's house? You ring the deer bell. The deer bell. <laughs> uh my friend Dwayne recently moved to Africa. I miss Dwayne down in Africa. Miss <laughs> so Dwayne down in Africa. You know, you've overdone it at Christmas time when extraterrestrials come to your house because of all the bright Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you ever get Frosty the Snowman too upset, all you have to do is tell him to chill. <laughs> yeah, he won't melt so much either. <laughs> what did the finger say to the thumb? I'm in glove with you. <laughs> glove. <laughs> what did the elves use to help them stop eating cookies? Self-help books. <laughs> I'll say their mouth. <laughs> oh, elf control. Elf control books. Elf yeah. control. Everybody's invited to my ice party, so you can come over and chill out. All right, what's Rusty? <laughs> the truckload of pepper mills has crashed. Traffic has ground to a halt. <laughs> Again, you know you overdone it with your Christmas lights when you get a call from the International Space Station saying, hey, we're trying to sleep up here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And look for that tomato. <laughs> My stomach is flat after eating all these Christmas cookies, but the L is silent. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was in a, a taxi the other day, and the driver asked me, do you mind if I put some music on? I said, no, not at all. He said, kiss? I said, let's listen to the music first and see how we feel later. <laughs> what is the best Christmas present you could ever get for your kids? A broken drum. You just can't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I need a speed bump between my brain and my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you don't say stuff without thinking, and so you don't eat right. too much stuff either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I told some of my jokes on a Zoom call the other day, and nobody laughed. I guess I'm not remotely funny. <laughs> Where does James Bond hang his Christmas ornament? On the special branch. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I was in a donut shop the other morning and asked if they had anything that was fat-free or sugar-free, and they said, sure, there's a napkin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think I do have a Christmas joke here. You know how Darth Vader knew what he was getting for Christmas? He felt (laughs) the presents. How does Eeyore celebrate Christmas? With a little mel- Christmas melancholy. <laughs> we have a problem. Somebody keeps putting vegetables in my soda crisper. <laughs> <laughs> my three favorite things are eating my family and not using commas. <laughs> <laughs> eating, comma. <laughs> My family. <laughs> Who helps Beyonce wrap her Christmas presents? Jay Z. He's a good rapper. All right. Do you know what the drummer named his twin daughters? And a one and a two. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, Lawrence Wuxel saying. Yeah, on a one, on a two, on a. Anyway, uh, my son was frustrated because apparently he just does not understand girls. I assured him by saying, "That'll all change one day. When you grow up, you just won't understand women either." (laughs) 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 One of Scrooge's employees didn't get invited to the Christmas party. So his wife just said, come on, Bob, crash it. (laughs) (laughs) The inventor of a doorbell, the doorbell, he never had a dog. have a dog, you don't need yeah, a doorbell. Ter- Terry has those barking doorbells, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Uh, what do you get if a dinosaur was to marry a pig? Jurassic pork. <laughs> uh, may your coffee be stronger than your daughter's attitude. Go. <laughs> You know, I thought getting older would take longer. (laughs) (laughs) My wife told me, don't tell that crab joke again. It's just not that funny. I told her, I know it. It may not be the best joke out there, but it'll do in a pinch. (laughs) (laughs) Crab joke. If you make me mad enough, 
I'll smack you so hard, Google won't be able to find you. Yes. <laughs> Here's your call. <laughs> and reindeer poop. <laughs> Did you know if you lose a sock in your dryer, it'll come back as a Tupperware lid with no matching bowl? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Castles were great places to go and party. They were known for their nightlife. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me 600,000 times, you're a weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> I made a big to-do list today. Now I just got to find somebody to do it. Oh, yeah. How do you do list? <laughs> my wife called me at the bar and told me if I'm not home in 10 minutes, she's feeding my dinner to the dog. I was home at five. I love that dog too much to see him suffer. Well... <laughs> uh. A fishing license is stupid. You can't even drive a fish. <laughs> yeah, or marry one. <laughs> the temperature dropped from 80 to 55. Just like it saw a state trooper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told my wife... I just absolutely love Worcestershire sauce, and she asked me, what's so special about it? I don't know. It's hard to say, I answered her. Hard to say, <laughs> Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. Some days, I realize I'm surrounded by idiots. Other days, I realize it's not always some days. <laughs> It's every day. You know, it's amazing how exercise sounds like extra fries. <laughs> the poor butterfly was not allowed into the dance. It was a mothball. <laughs> I'm so cranky, I ain't even talking to myself. <laughs> Decaffeinated coffee only works if you throw it at someone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's end with a little bit more peaceful one than that. <laughs> Taller people sleep longer in bed. <laughs> da -da -da -da. <laughs> yeah, well, that. Huh? That's a nice thought, but I have to admit, I'm usually the one that's up before my wife is. So I guess in her <laughs> case, shorter people sleep longer in bed. Yeah, but it ruins the joke. <laughs> well, wrap it anyway. up before huh? you go. Wrap it up before you go. Men, we've reached the part of the program referred to by the round haircuts as the end. Money? Mr. Harris, are you trying to buy me off? All right. We, Merry we Christmas, will. everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're going to wrap it all up here. And uh, we're going to be out of here. 
and uh, tell everybody uh, thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. That's how we expand and grow our listenership the most. And uh, when you're out there, check us out on the webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com. You can listen to any of the shows right from the webpage. You don't even need to subscribe to anything. Just listen and leave a comment, send us email. But hey, if you want to get all the shows, make sure you do visit iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. Uh, you can find us there, subscribe, and don't ever miss a show. Uh, make sure you leave a comment, rating, and review. Send us in your own funny family story, a joke, uh, ask a question about blindness-related topics. We'd love to hear what you have to say. So with that, this is your host, Keith, saying we're out of here. Thanks for listening and signing off. See you next week. And have Merry a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas! Uh, <laughs> tell us what you got for Christmas. Call in and tell us what you got for Christmas. There you and go. It, and if it's clothes, you gotta model it. Even, <laughs> oh. even if all you got was underwear and socks. <laughs> underwear. Woo. Goodbye, everybody! That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com. That sounds funny! <laughs>